everyone, welcome to the Thinking Drinkers podcast, where we, myself, Ben McFarland, and Thomas Sandham, tell you what to drink and give you a reason to do so, because there's always a good reason for a drink, and you should always have a drink every day, if you want, responsibly, within your 14 units a week. Drink less. Drink better. Drink How are you, Tom? I'm all right. I am good. I'm in good form, actually, because I have been drinking less, but drinking better, and... Uh... It's a philosophy I, I live by, and you do, and it's mm. a and it's a tagline that we introduced to the world yep. fifteen years ago. And as we were talking to someone the other day, it seems a lot of other brands and companies are adopting the "drink less, drink better" tagline. Just to be clear, we couldn't copyright it or trademark it, but it oh, is ours. Oh, so. Our lawyers are on to you. you back off, back off, corporate. Not big words yeah we're, we're yeah there from. are four words yeah they've never said been said before in that order not in that order not in the order <laughs> talking about not doing things in order we missed last week's podcast um because well for 51 weeks of the year we are the uh hardest working beefcakes in drinks based comedy entertainment mm. but last week why didn't we do it couldn't be bothered <laughs> <laughs> no, we were both uh, on half-term holidays. And for those faithful listeners who listen, you do need to accept that when we have the school holidays, we have to look after our kids as well. So it's just too much. It was like the straw, yeah. wasn't it, Ben? And it was, um, it was breaking a... a camel's back there. Yes. Um, uh, and, and and also, I think it's good to leave people um, leave people wanting more. Treat a mean kid. Treat mean, okay. exactly. Yeah. It's what Hitler used to do, isn't it? I keep telling you this, and you have to stop talking about Hitler. But Hitler used to turn I up later to his did. rallies, <laughs> right? Because uh, I studied this in school. He um, used to turn up late to his rallies. This is when this was his pomp before it went to shit. Uh, he'd turn up at his rallies late, and then he'd whisper his speech, and everyone would be somewhere. Like, What's he saying? And it would be really quiet. And then he'd do the, then he'd turn the shower, shower, shower stuff. Yeah. And then he'd kill millions of people. He'd kill millions of people. He was yeah. a dickhead. Uh, and I think it was that, worse than that. He was think, awful. I think, I think was, there's a, uh, there is a word that he was uh, that's a devil. The devil. That's a good one. I was thinking of an expletive that we wouldn't, we should never use. No. Um, but yeah, anyway. there probably aren't words to describe his. Yes, yeah. I mean now that's where I mean after that there are no comparisons between this website and the Third Reich, right. which is um, just as well. And I was in was... Uh, Bristol last week, Ben, and uh, with the kids we went on a family holiday to Bristol. Things go um, well then. <laughs> who does I? Is that famous destination? Uh, Easy Jet. Don't fly there direct from Luton, but they should. <laughs> and uh, it was. Really lovely. I have to say, we had a really nice time because there's loads of cool things to do in, and loads of good places to eat. And uh, I drank a lot of cider. Well, oh, I drank oh, the better side. Um, and I really, really enjoyed it. Got some lovely pubs. Did you live there? <clears throat> I could definitely live in Bristol, 100%. Yeah. I don't know where in Bristol I'd live. I kind of think it's probably Clifton. They're sort of my people. They? But I, th- but I think they? I could afford to live somewhere else, not there. Sorry, people live there. Apathetic. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, sorry. The people I think I am. All right, they're, see. They're not. They're not. Not quite me. Apathetic misanthropes. No, they're not angry enough. No. So they seem to have a, everything in, in sorted in life. No, it's nice. I like it a lot. We went over to Bath as well. Went to the Roman Baths with the boys. Who I thought it was not cheap. It was fifty quid a ticket to get into them just to see you know, some old Roman ruins been built around. Um, and I was a bit 
Is, it, is this is this worth the money for us to do this? But they gave us these little handsets where you could listen to the story and press in numbers for each bit of narrative as you went around. And the boys, loved six it. and nine, for those who are listening and got kids, absolutely loved it. Really enjoyed it because they had buttons to press and people to listen to. So um, now I'm showing my massive ignorance here, and I think just by saying there's a headset suggests that this isn't the case. But you don't get in the baths, do you? You can't. No. Right. Uh, so I don't think that's that ignorant. I I did wonder myself whether there was anywhere in Bath that you could still get into a bath. There is. There is. There hotel is. I rooms, think there is. Yeah. yeah. Hotel rooms and the like. But, oh, uh, no, no, but are, are there not? Didn't they? Yes. Use... So there's an existing spring there, which yeah. is still heated by the core of the earth and bubbling up the water. And you can look at that from a sort of viewing galleries. Uh, so that still exists. And the baths are still, the, the main bath is still full of water. Um, but and you can stand right next to it and have your picture taken next to it. But you can't. You can't get right. Is there like a, a barrier around it stopping you getting in? No, no, no. So you, you could just sit, you could just bomb do a bomb, could, do a bomb. <laughs> and some heavy petting. Yeah, and um, yeah, why not? Uh, you, because you get arrested, I imagine. But um, yeah, it was good. Well done, Bath. Uh, well done, Bristol. No, we mm-hmm. uh, love Bristol. Every time mm. we go there, we. You have that conversation going, no, oh, this should be a good place to live, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think. You went to the Bristol Beer Factory last time we were there, and that was great. Mm. It was lovely. Nice breakfast as well. Anyway, well, that's mm. good. I didn't go anywhere. I went to, um, uh, I just did half term here, staycation, West London. Mm. It was all right. It was good. Nice to spend time with the kids. But nice to see them go to school as well. Yeah. Off they go. Yeah. Off you fuck. <laughs> <laughs> that's well, enough. That's enough now. That's enough. Intense time with you we all shared a hotel room as well with, uh, yeah yeah losers as an novelty. right oh, so what we're we drinking you probably it sounds like you well I'll, I'll go first this week because uh yes we have as ever we have two reasons to drink um there might be more than one drink but the first thing i'm going to talk to you about ben is bananas Ooh, have a banana Ooh, have a banana let's go bananas for bananas uh and and why are they interesting well there's lots of i've cut and pasted some extraordinary facts from google uh which we'll go through okay. now yes. uh while it might look like an elongated fruit all it is it's a bit funny got slippery skin some um it's mo- much much more than they always say it's a proverbial banana skin in football you can actually yeah but first of all, it's a berry. I mean, is can it? We deal with, can we deal with yeah, that? Yeah, really? It's a, a berry. A berry is a fleshy fruit, the right. stone pit produced from a single flower. Um, but so, but the banana actually qualifies. Guess what doesn't qualify as a berry? A berry. A strawberry. Really? Because the seeds are on the outside. But um, a banana does. Um, as we know, they are a healthy source of fibre. Uh, um, yeah. but also potassium, vitamin B6, vitamin C, yeah. and very anti- various antioxidants and phytonutrients. What? Phytonutrients. What the fuck are phytonutrients? I hear you ask. Uh, if you did ask, they're plant compounds that have beneficial effects working with other essential new potent anti-cancer and anti-heart disease things. So do, so, do have a banana. Do have a banana. They can actually help. Lower your risk of stroke and heart attack. Potassium, uh, 
and uh, they, the, look like they look like willies. And the term top banana, which is a, a phrase I like to use a lot, is the leading person, the most powerful or important person in a group or organization. So as in Tom Sanders, top banana at Thinking Drinkers Limited, it's Sandham's secretary, but not Ireland, <laughs> something like that. Just for that into a sentence for you, mate. Um, so top banana. Uh, so who who wouldn't want to eat these things? Why do they? I mean, they, everyone would want to eat them. I'll tell you who wouldn't want to eat them. Though, Who's babe. that? Dogs? No. Monsieur Mange too. Who? Oh yeah. Apparently, yes. didn't mange two. He didn't uh, mange two. He exactly. couldn't mange two. Uh, he had. Uh, for those who don't know, uh, Michel. Le teacher. He's from um, Grenoble. Um, he's from Grenoble. Um, he began eating unusual material at the age of nine um, and started performing this feat publicly in the 60s. So he's pretty hot. Well, do you know, well, do you know what, how he started, how he realised he had... It's, it's a syndrome. It, was a, it is. An it ailment. Is a, well, it's, a, he, it's he, a psychological disorder. Yeah, it's um, essentially you, you have an appetite for things that you shouldn't eat. He dropped a glass when he was very young. Uh, and smashed on the floor, and instead of just sweeping up with him, a broom, he just picked up and started eating it. Later, yeah, um, it's not actually, it's not usual, but it's not that unusual no. for children to exhibit these traits when they're young, eating mud, to try to eat stones. Um, yeah. But doctors did say he had a particularly thick lining in his stomach and his intestine, so it did allow him to eat things like sharp metal. Of his well, he ate a Cessna aeroplane, yeah. which is, which is um, unusual. Most kids don't do that. They don't. I mean, one of the other. I mean, when I say it's not even a toy one, an actual. I know a plane. Yeah, it's a bit weird. That tastes a bit plain. Oh, uh, plain food uh, propelling me onto the next purpose because uh, it's so weak. Uh, it's weak uh, yeah. Didn't land that one, did it? Uh, uh, shut the overhead lockers. Sky, the sky, <laughs> the sky is the sky. limit. Your <laughs> uh, exits could be behind you. They could yeah. be behind you. I hate airplane food as well. Um, right, he had a thick stomach lining, and in and apparently, um, his digestive juices were unusually powerful. I still don't buy that his his digestive juices could erode actual metal, but what it did mean was that soft foods made him sick, so he yeah. couldn't actually eat the bananas. Um, so that's just a little aside for you. Um, not everyone can eat them, but those who can should because they are very good for you. Are they so, quite calorific? I mm. seem to remember on one of my uh, very, very, very rare diets that someone said, oh, no, bananas, you know, you've got to be careful of those. But I think yeah. they're better than sweets. I think they're better than cakes, yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, I mean, they might be, but they're, they're better than cakes. Um, how fast can you eat a banana, Ben? That's the question. And Well... Not I know very. the I know the world record. Do you? Can, can, do you want me to you... take this one on? No, because I this just is... want you to tell me what you think it is. Uh, including peeling right. it. Yeah. Have you got the 2010 record? I don't know what no, you have got. I think. But the... I, this is the world record. 2012. Regardless, but this is not something it. I've looked up, right? Because I know, but, but this is changed. the world record. This is the world record that when I heard it, I was I thought I could do that. I could right. easily. And then do you remember we did try once and yeah. we couldn't do it. It's really okay. hard. So the record I've got. According to the record that I I'm aware of, mm. I'd say it's about just over seven to eight seconds. Eight? No, no, it's well, that's for one, that's but actually, one. but the record stands at sixty seconds. So it's how many in sixty seconds? Oh yes, eight. Um, 
which is eight. And that is peeling them. And that was 2012. So apologies if there has been someone who's managed to beat no, that feat. So. The no, last no, no, one no, no, I no. had was 2012. It seems to be quite a popular record to do attempt to It just to sounds break. manageable, doesn't it? And, yeah. Unlike um, the 2010 record um, that was most bananas snapped in it. <laughs> Raking I mean, 99. We, yeah, I mean, our, our record, <laughs> raw records we're going for is niche but snap, snapping snapping bananas. bananas yeah well there is one and he did he did he yeah this ashrita Furman did 99 the yellow uh, we haven't it's just what why are we talking about bananas? Well, i'm gonna again? get on to that i'm gonna oh, get on to okay. that right. um very quickly just because um uh well we can stop there really I mean, well, no, well uh, i've one got of a marathon one what about well, the guy dressed up as a banana is yeah. the fastest man to have run a marathon gym that was the fruit costume that holds that record. So it's better than okay. <laughs> Do you know what the um here's a good quiz question for you. What was the original name of the Snickers chocolate? Well I know. Oh, unless it wasn't Marathon. And this is a It wasn't it wasn't yeah. Marathon. It was Snickers. Yeah. Was it? And then they went, went back to they went to Marathon and went Snickers. That's a good one. Um <clears throat> so why not... have I gone bananas about bananas then, Ben? I um, don't know. As a rhetorical question. Well, partly it was it was because I looked at this one for our half term week, and then we agreed we couldn't be bothered, um, so I had to let it go. And it was in honour of Charles Darwin, who, um, while we were on a half term holiday, had his birthday. And um, and we'll come back to the reason that Charles Darwin and bananas are important in a moment. But I've mercifully found a reason for this week as well, and it's because on the twenty fifth of February nineteen forty five, bananas returned to the UK after the war had stopped them being imported. And this doesn't sound like a big deal, but the Brits were actually really gutted about not having bananas during the war, so much so that a, a popular light entertainer, Harry Roy, uh, wrote a wartime hit song called When Can I Have a Banana Again? It was massive. It was a huge, like really? bigger than Harry was Styles. Was it like <clears> uh, <throat> uh, um, what those hall, those music hits? Like, it does go a bit like that. Yeah, it was a bit more jazzy than that. And there's a big, long musical intro before he said uh, things like, I can get along without sugar and bacon. We'll come back to bacon. Um, mm. He said he wouldn't eat the chi- neck of a chicken. Um, no. But one thing he might crave was bananas. And he said, when can I have a banana again? And it turned out he could have his banana again on February the 25th. So that was the date we recognised in our book, which is inspiring a lot of our podcast material um, and goes to show how desperate in some cases we were to find to date in our book. I mean, I can't believe that one made it in, but it the Darwin reason was a bit better. And that was because scientists have asserted that fruit was natural long before humans evolved so it's now accepted that bananas in particular would have um would have fallen from trees onto the forest and would have been fermenting in parts of africa and uh primates would have been encouraged to come down from the trees to the forest floor to eat this sort of sweet smelling treats which were fermenting so were intoxicating were basically alcohol so they would have been eating fermenting fruit, those ones, as we've said in our show before, and that made them a bit more amorous. But it also had some essential calories and antioxidants discussed, so that kind of made them a bit healthier. The fastest got there first. Uh, ergo, booze was sort of the instigator for It was the, uh, the engine room of evolution, was it? 
It was, yeah. And not just us saying that. It's not just our sort of half-hearted. Geographic said that. They did. Nathaniel Dominey, to give the person who said it specifically his Jews, um, was a biological anthropologist at Dartmouth College. And he was quoted saying that in National Geographic. Yeah, but we, so, we would like for National Geographic as well. So yeah. He's a peer in many ways, isn't he? Ben? Yeah. He's a peer of ours. We rub shoulders with hmm. nerds. So actual bananas involved in evolution, lots of reasons to love them. And because of that, they, they have been associated with fermentation and drinks from the early civilizations and in fact have been used in beer which gives us and specifically banana beer from the well you can the guys you make delirium sounds a bit like you've had a couple don't um, it's in Belgium. Great yeah, it's brewery. In Belgium. Have we been there? Um, we we have. Have. I think I might have gone there with you. I'm not sure. Long time ago. But they're 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 a very good, well respected brewery. They're a bit they're kind of slight guns in the past. They're just because they they know their s. Mm. They um uh they do a lot. They do loads of they brew lots of beers on behalf of other people. But mm. them but they're. Um, main flagship is Delirium Tremens, which is yeah. the uh, one with the pink elephant on it, and it's very, very strong. Um, and you might have had it in there's some Delirium cafes in in, in Brussels, like amazing beer lists. But it's um, they yeah they do they even do a Blackbeard. Remember we talked about Blackbeard? Mm. Yeah, they do a Blackbeard beer, mm. um, which is good. Um, just a quality Belgian. A brewer who they does, are. you know, and, and I think it's because of that that this banana beer that they do, which is called Bongonzo Banana or Banan, yeah. is um, it's not it's not really a novelty beer. It is based on a traditional a- approach to brewing, which goes back to uh, the Maasai people of Kenya and Tanzania. And in fact, in, when they do it, they use bananas um, that are uh, what's the terminology for giving back to the community? They're bought, they're sustainable, not sustainable. You know, they buy bananas that um, fair trade. <clears throat> yeah, fair trade. Thank you. Yeah. Um, uh, so the Africans were, were were using this long before beer was being brewed in in Europe, and the Europeans had their own techniques, uh, particularly in East Africa, and uh, the practice of making banana beer in that traditional way that they did back then is still alive and well in some mm. sort of rural area, particularly of Uganda, Tanzania, Rwanda as well, um, and it's still a part of some of the rural economies in those parts of Africa. They, do they drink it in the uh, Congo? They do drink it in the Congo. <clears throat> um, and uh, along with guava, um, parrots and, and yeah, umbongo. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they, they do drink banana beer. Uh, so the bananas are peeled and they're put into a brewing vessel, which is actually uh, shaped apparently like a canoe or indeed a banana. A banana, yeah. And they use um, spear grass to knead the bananas until the juice is sort of clear and extracted. And they filter it with water and roasted red sorghum is added to sorghum. Yes, Ben. Sorghum, very old school. Old school. Yeah. And uh, the fermentation takes place in that sort of banana vessel and they cover it with banana leaves. So it's all very traditional. And um, Mongonzo doesn't do quite that. They're making more the the guys at... um, 
Brown, then Mongolian Theirs is more like a Belgian wheat beer with beer and yeah. it's blended with banana juice. So it's a bit more of a balance and it's got a kind of a nice banana finish, but it's I mean, it's quite, yeah. still quite cloudy wheat beer. I, mean, I don't want to sound like a pioneer, Tom, but I am. Mm. Because I've been, I wrote about Mong- when I first started writing about beer, for some reason, Mongozo were quite, quite a thing. Mm. I think there's some some big importer got got hold of it, so it was in a lot of bars and restaurants and stuff. And they really, I really like them. We've been mm. writing them out for ages, um, and I've taken and tasted it lots of times. And it, and it sounds silly, but if you like banana, you'll like it. If you don't like bananas, it's definitely not for you because it is, for want of a better word, incredibly bananary. Yeah, and they do a mango one, which is very mango. Hmm. And and so on and so forth. They got a coconut one. <laughs> That's very mangoy. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I mean for someone is. who's been writing about it for so long, you think you mean, come up, you come yeah. up with a tasting note which is a bit more insightful. No. Jesus, it's very. Uh, well, how well, if, you there, if you go on the if you go on the brewery website, it just goes. It says uh, color yellow banana color. Then it says odor, as in aroma. We say just goes banana. <laughs> And then it goes on to taste, and it says fresh, sweet, fruity, banana taste with a hint of beer. Brilliant. Oh. I mean, they've done all the heavy lifting there for us. They have. But, I mean, it, it's difficult to overestimate how much it tastes like banana. And yeah, it, is it does, lovely. but it's not like... Um, it's not sweet. You know, like a smoothie. It's still no. a beer. That's what's what's interesting about it. Is if, you, if you like the flavours of banana, you will enjoy it because it's not an overpowering... Um, flavour it's it's still quite nicely balanced you can actually yes. buy it in this country you can get it on amazon i discovered uh you can get a 12 pack for 40 quid which sounds expensive but it is you know giving back yeah and um and it is an interesting one to have perhaps with some dessert or for breakfast don't drink don't drink for, no, for don't. breakfast um so it's 39.99 on amazon um and you it, know it, they, uh, they bananas grow in the amazon as well mm. Um, one animal that doesn't eat as many bananas as everyone thinks they do is mm. is um, monkeys, actually. What? Most monkey species don't live near um, banana source, so they eat lots of other things now, but less bananas. I think the way we've cultivated them and changed the way bananas grow and where they grow means that it's not quite uh, the wild monkeys don't tend to eat them as much as we think they do. I'll tell you one animal that does, though, Ben. What's a, that? A pig. A pig loves some pigs love bananas and i don't know why that would be relevant well i'll tell you why it's relevant but i can tell you why it is here because you're (laughs) gonna you're gonna seamlessly link that to something oh yeah 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 no it's gonna be good now because we are talking about um um pigs um because well i'll tell you what why pigs like um bananas and humans like bananas is basically between your lips and your bum hole Pigs are pretty much identical to to humans. They do pretty much the whole that whole gap, that whole area does exactly the same thing. Really, you could swap one for the other. Even our skin, um, even skin, yeah. But um, the reason we are talking about pigs is because in America, where we have quite a few listeners. When I say a few, I mean some, one, a few, <laughs> more than one, less than five, probably. I don't know. Uh, we have a statistic. We have a percentage statistic. So yeah, that's yeah. Probably I don't. I'm not even sure. But anyway, mm. it's a big place. 
we haven't i don't i think we can safely say we've not broken america as yet but this might do it because in america on march the first it is national pig day march the first that date rings a bell it's someone's birthday st david's day oh st david's day yeah 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 we could have done st david's day but i chose because i wrote the chapter in the book and i chose national pig day now I thought it was someone's birthday. No, no, no. No, okay. No, not someone's birthday. No, no, okay. no, 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 no. No, no one you hold a grudge against. No, no. Okay. No, no, okay. no, no. Good. Good. No, I mean, well, let's be, move on it then. It would be petty for me <laughs> be... to, to ignore St. David's Day, a delivery to National Pig Day for this particular day. Be, Anyone with be... this date as a birthday, we do apologise. Yeah, yeah. Unless <laughs> you have in any way wronged Ben in his life, in which case, well, you get you what know. you deserve. You well, get what you deserve. You know, that I have to say. It's just, I'm going to. Anyway, um, talk tell to us you. more about pigs, Ben. There um, are. Have you have you got some good facts? I've got. If you want pig facts, I've got loads. Um, Right, there are roughly a billion pigs in the world, right? And we, as uh, humans, eat quite a lot of them. Right. Uh, despite roughly around a quarter of the basically a quarter of the world's population is prohibited from eating pork for religious reasons. Um, it's still the most widely eaten meat on the planet. Yeah, four hundred billion. Despite despite that, four hundred billion tons of pig are eaten every year. That's a third more than beef. And mm. shitloads more than chicken, whose comparative consumption figures are quite frankly poultry, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> fucking awful. Yeah, plucking mm. awful. Okay. Um, no clucking. Well, plucking works as well. Anyway, um Going. they um pigs pigs smell very good. As in they don't smell good, they smell fucking awful. But as in they Well, they are actually quite clean, aren't they? So they are clean, but they often wade around in their own mud and cat. <laughs> That's to you. But they're very good at smelling and they've been used to sniff out truffles and potentially more problematic landmine as well. Mm. So um, so they've been, I imagine, they probably were Princess Diana, like landmine stuff. Probably were with a lot of pigs back then, back in the day. Mm. Um, they are, yes, they are. They keep things clean indoors. They are contrary to the reputation as a day animal. They keep things clean indoors. They're the only farm animals who separate where they live, their living space, uh, in, into two into two separate areas. A latrine area for doing uh, number ones and number twos, and a sleeping quarters, which they keep mm. spick and span. So they know they know what they're doing. They, they have a, a healthy and um, respect for cleanliness. Um, if you've read uh, that very famous porcine-based novella, you'll know that two out of three little pigs use inferior building materials to build their homes. Which is quite a lot. So if you're going to get, um, if you have any construction work like you are, which I am, don't get. I'm I'm here to tell you two out of three. Two out of three will fuck it up. Pig, what? You know, not just not just um, pigs that shit a building. Anyway, carry on. Yeah, I mean it's um yeah they well they just don't know what I mean you wouldn't even ask a pig. No. Um, why do pigs get covered? Uh, why do they cover themselves in mud? Sunburn. Correct. Mm. And to cool themselves down, which is mm. sort of the same thing, really. Mm. Um, other things that you'd not expect pigs to be able to do uh, include dancing. Get on Google. We'll put it on the uh, comments. Get on Google, YouTube. Put in dancing pigs. 
Right. Hours oh. of hours of fun. We'll put and it also on the link, surely. And yeah, 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 yeah. And then also there's footage as well that takes you, um, if you watch it for long enough, takes you to some videos of them playing <laughs> computer games. That's pretty funny as well. Yeah. Um, once you kill them, they just keep on giving. That's not the Well, end. they don't just keep on giving, do they, Ben? I mean, they as well as the only second, the number one selling meat, they, are, they provide us... With Those more stuff. medicines than any oh, other. without people. 40, 40 medicines I, I discovered that, have, yeah. that are used in treatments of everything from adrenal glands, blood, brain, gallbladder, heart, intestines, liver, yeah. ovaries, pancreas. Sometimes, you know, when I get on my high horse about how we need to save the planet and I think about farming and how it's, I, I, I often say probably with, with no real educated um standpoint on this you know that yeah these animals wouldn't even exist if it wasn't for us eating so they'd all be you know they'd all be extinct but i don't think a pig would would it just based on all well yeah i mean as as human yeah well they use like i said uh at the top of my uh, my section uh from the anus to the lips they are Mm. they are very similar to us um, so any of the little interior bits that need fixing on us, we can use their their stuff. But obviously, if you've got a dodgy uh, heart and you take the pig's heart out and put your, put it in your body, you might as well eat the rest of it because he's mm. dead anyway. So mm. keep eating bacon. That's why. God, I mean, it's the the world's I mean, old, in many ways, oldest curious, cured meat is bacon. Yeah. So the Chinese were used three thousand years ago. So, and it's the sort of gateway drug for vegetarian bacon. They always say it's the one that turns the, yeah. the most devoted vegetarian. The Romans, they they ate bacon. And pertinent to what is a supposed to be, I suppose, in many ways, a drinks podcast. If you say beer can, beer can, mm. it sounds like a saying bacon. Yeah. And Paul Scratchings, I think, is even more pertinent Paul to... Paul Scratchings, what, to, uh, say in Jamaican accent? No, just more pertinent to our, our drinks, because... Oh, I see, yeah. In the pub. No, it's Paul quite, Scratchings are great. Quite possibly are... the oldest the oldest snack known to man, in civilised man. The uh, oldest Spanish civilization having uh, chicaroni, which is pork scratching. So, yeah. and, they're, and they're carb-free, so if you're doing a carb-free diet... They are the they are the go to snack. Well, this is interesting because I remember you telling me that when you were doing one of those yeah. insane carb diets, yeah. and um, and, I, and we'd go into the pub, and I'd say, "Do you want some crisps with your with your drink?" And you'd say, "No, I'm observing a strict diet. I'm going to have pork scratchings, though." And I thought, "Well, that seems that seems an odd uh, distinction to make between crisps and pork scratchings, and one is healthy." They did though a couple of years ago make a claim that because. Some of them, the fat is made up of mono and polyunsaturated fats, mm-hmm. but pork scratchings could actually be beneficial for the heart's health. I cannot believe yeah. it, can you? I don't, I don't. We're certainly not endorsing. No, no, I, I mean, as even as a huge proponent of pork scratching, I would, I'd stop short of saying it's good for your heart. Mm. Um, um, yeah. In any other, way. Other, other, bacon, things, uh, other bacon other, fact, can I just drop one in? Because I go do on, go on, go bacon on. fact stuff. Um, when Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin first set foot on the moon, they had they ate bacon. They Did ate they? bacon. Yeah. What, fried and, bacon? Well, obviously, I imagine it came in those sort of 
vacuum sealed packs. Um, okay. But they had wine, didn't they? Before they got off they did. the little landing module and they ate bacon. So um, Buzz Aldrin took wine to the moon. Mm, what a ledge. What a ledge. So there you go. But I, I just wanted to chat that in as well because I can't pay. That's it's good. Fascinated me. And they, they, uh, other things that uh, use pig, uh, dead pig in porcelain, tiramisu. Mm. That seemed to come up quite a lot. Um, anti-wrinkle cream. Or should that be oinkment? <laughs> uh, I wrote the word oinkment on my notes and didn't yeah, say yeah, it. Yeah, well done. Funny. Thanks, mate. <laughs> and then, um, and bullets. What's a um, takeaway? Um, and then, and then, and, and bacon. Um, mm. well, if you had to give up sausages or bacon, bacon, I'd give up bacon. I would, I do like yeah. sausages more, like sausage. more, yeah, more variation in a sausage. I was yeah. quite surprised the day I was telling you about having lard on. Using yeah, I didn't. I didn't know. I know what you mean. I just didn't know that's what they were called, and it's quite I've a funny never name, used them. It? it is. It does say a lot about the food source. <laughs> yeah, I think it does. <laughs> it kind of does what it says on the, on the on the tin there, doesn't it? Jesus, lard on. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's a shame. Um, yeah. So what are we drinking, Tom? Yeah, Rather well, tell I, 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 yeah, tell me. What we are. Do you drink everything? Possibly everything. Uh, there are some. Um, there are some beers out there named after pigs. Pork Slap. There's the one in uh, over in uh, in New York. That's that we've drunk a few times. Uh, we could have had that, um, but we're not having a, a porcine uh, inspired beer. We are having Pigs in Blanket Old Fashioned, which is oh. a really cool um, cocktail. Take an old classic, classic American cocktail, an iconic drink, uh, after dinner drink most of the time, the old fashioned, but um, you fat wash the whiskey. That's mm. the difference. You fat wash the whiskey um, before using uh, pork or bacon. So what you do, you get 12 pigs in blankets, put them on a baking tray, and then you cook them all up, collect 30 ml of fat, then strain it into a container with a bottle of scotch whiskey bourbon whatever you want whatever whiskey you want i'd, I'd suggest going for a uh an entry-level or mid-range whiskey you probably don't want to be using this with a um a lagavulin you know or a, no i think it I mean, also works well with american whiskeys, doesn't it because it's got yeah sort of vanilla yeah yeah mm. i'd go for i don't know a maker's mark or something yeah like that. that's a good shout maker's so that's leave sweet. it so leave it to steep in the whiskey for six to eight hours um or overnight at room temperature and then put place the so let it cool down and place the bottle in the freezer once the fat is congealed in a bottle you then strain the bourbon into a new bottle um and then taste that and that bacon i mean you get you can get sort of bacon hints of bacon and Mm. leather and things like that in, in some whiskies but once you do this um it really does take on that that, that mm. bacon fat flavor um, we did it we did it do you remember we did it for joe.com they asked us to make some video content for them <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, and that was... particular video i don't think ever saw the light of day and one of the reasons is it's not aesthetically pleasing the process you are dealing with congealed fat and the like yeah so do a lot of the prep before you bring people around and ask them if they'd yeah. like a fat-washed whiskey. Yeah, uh, you know, it needs to be, and you need to filter it. You can't just use like a, a colander or mm. you need to sit, you need to strain it. Perhaps you can put, put this in some muslin or something like that or some, yeah, a sieve, a very fine sieve. Um, 
but it does taste Thanks fantastic. Thanks for the update on straining, straining materials. <laughs> That's all right. I'm just trying to think of something else you could do. You know, you can... There's well, something else you can strain over. The toilet. <laughs> straining <laughs> over there recently. <laughs> but believe me, when you do it properly, it does taste like... Um, it's very... Uh, it, it does work. And so we, we, you want to get this, this, this pigs in blanket whiskey, stir it in a mixing glass with a bit of maple syrup and ice, uh, add bitters and stir. And the secret with an old fashioned is to add big chunks of ice gradually as you go, gen- gen- gently um, diluting it as you go, and garnish with an orange slice or an actual pig in over the top. Why not? Or a pork scratching, Tom. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a lovely. So that's National Pig Day. Yeah. Patron saint of pigs, for those who missed out on the Saint um, David, if you want a saint, it's Saint uh, Anthony. Is it? He's a patron saint of lost things as well. He's the patron saint of butchery and lost things. Um, So, yeah, we'll move on. I I don't normally pray to saints because I'm a forgetful fucker. No, no, I thought you'd like always, I'd always, I'm always going, come on, just tell me what. Effing keys are, please. Yeah, also the patron saint of hermits. Yeah. Relate to. (laughs) Hold up in in Hatfield. (laughs) A, I wish I was a hermit. <laughs> no, that's why I prayed to him. One day, that's the aspiration. That is that's what you aspire to, left alone. Yes. Uh, anyway, that's a good one. So was the bananas. Pigs and bananas. No old dead dudes this week. No, which no will old dead reassure dudes. Reassure everyone that that's why we didn't do St. David's as well. Just uh, we've done um, a bit more digging for you, listeners. And St. Anthony, I've just realised, is the patron saint of grave digs. So they're right. digging. Seamless links. <laughs> I don't know. But we haven't done any discerning drinks deals. No. Discerning drink deals are the summer. Discerning drink deals of the week. Discerning drink deals. Discerning drink deals. Do you want to drink less? Yeah. Um, Let's get real. It's time for discerning drink deals. I've got a couple. Go on. Uh, sh- shall I go with the Sainsbury deal of the week? Oh, which well, is Johnny Walker. One, so don't do that. Johnny Walker. Well, Johnny Walker Spirits. Johnny Walker Black Label. £22. £10 off. Ten pound. Off. Ten pound. Uh, ten pound off the Johnny Walker Black Label, which we tasted in our Edinburgh Fringe, is an astonishingly good blended whiskey, and it is only twenty two pounds, which I find fairly staggering. A bit foolhardy on their part to reduce it to such cheap price. Uh, it's really good. They've got some of the world's great single malts in Johnny Walker Black Label. If you think blended whiskey is poor, you are wrong. You're a bell end. Really, really good gear. Um, so that's my Sainsbury spirit deal of discerning deal of the week. And uh, my Waitrose discerning drink deals because Waitrose is discerning. Um, and and these are these are what they're doing. Martini Rosso, Martini Rosso, Martini Rosso. It's only two pound fifty off, but it drew me to the to, to the fact that it's now even at that eight pounds a bottle of Martini Rosso, and I'd highly recommend a bottle of it because at that price you can make a lot of really good Manhattans. Uh, you can put it in your Negronis. Mm. So, and once you open it, it will only last you two weeks. But I'd say it's worth it, especially yeah. if you're having a party. Um, Waitrose. It's great stuff. I mean, also, yeah. Yeah, it doubles up as a bit of a red wine sub substitute, and it's great. You got this, it's mm. all those vermouths and oh, lovely. Yeah, um, Waitrose Jameson Orange, fifteen pounds. Oh my, fifteen God. pounds for the Jameson 
Jamison. Just for those who listen and question pronunciation. Jamison. Jamison Orange, which is a bit of a, it's a funny one, the old Jamison Orange. Some people really don't like it. I quite like it, but I also really appreciate it as an alternative to an espresso. So buy that and use yeah. it in whiskey, um, espresso yeah, and martini. But also, I when I first heard they were doing that, I was doing mm. And then we had some in Manchester and it was really nice. As it in, was. you know, it was better. Well, it's just a lot better than you'd expect. Yeah. They've done it. They've done it well. They can do it. They've done it as well as they. Um, and for gin fans, just on the gin fans, I know we have right. a lot of people who want to get a gin deal and add to their collections. Heyman's London Dry Gin is a fiver off in Waitrose, twenty one pounds. Uh, good guys, Heyman's. They've re-established themselves in uh, Ballam in South London with a fantastic brewery, a uh, distillery, Thomas which you can go. Yeah, yeah. which it's you can go. Spirits Brewery. Be a member. Yeah, got it. <laughs> vineyard, vineyard, bullshit. Just. <laughs> <laughs> easy <laughs> 21 pounds a bottle of that 150 year old family recipe um mr Heyman, we will be stood next to ben on um, may the 4th be with you may the 4th. which is uh we will be headlining the gin Guild induction day was it 30, evening. what's it anniversary they celebrate i don't know oh, but we will be there next to the the the, the current chairman mr Heyman. Oh, okay. So still run by the Heymans. Good, good gin. If you haven't got it in your locker already, get that for twenty-one quid. A quick one on Sierra Nevada deal in Asda, which we talked about last time. Oh yeah, yeah. We where you can mix and match those beers. They've sold out, Ben. Wow. And I think that's. We said I mean, podcast. it's got to be. I mean, we're like, um, you know, <clears> Martin Lewis. Lewis. We're very much like Martin Lewis. Mm-hmm. We're very much like. I mean, it's like if anyone wears, uh, well, like Holly on ITVs this morning. She wears a dress. It flies out of the shops. Mm. We tell you about beer. It does the same. I mean, mm. I think, you know, we're influencers, Tom. We are. That's what we are. TikTok and we don't stop. Yes. Uh, <laughs> we, we're not on TikTok. No bother looking. Yet. Oh, I can't wait to get on there, though, man. <laughs> we'll do that as our next phase of comms. Ah, uh, twats. Anyway, drinks deals. Are okay. Are discerning drinks deals? No, well, I've still got some. I've still got some. No, I'm going to you. It's just the, oh, the, it's oh, just yeah. the trail. Drinks deals discerning drinks deals. What are Ben's discerning drinks deals? How do you feel? Do you want a drink deal? Um, Mirabeau. Um, our good friends down in Mirabeau, in Provence, mm. uh, Jeannie and Stephen Cronk. Um, there, La Folie, which is madness. La Folie Sparkling Rosé has gone down um, from £14 to £11 in Sainsbury's. And that really, Raymond La Folie really is madness because that's lovely gear. And they live, and uh, the grapes are growing in Provence, where where it's hot during the day and cold at night. And some of the vines, vines, they're with the grapes on, they are, they, they are on slope. Uh, do you need to know anything more about that? No. No. Um, okay. Uh, and it, and uh, yeah. and the rosé, it's a sparkling rosé with uh, bubbles. And a rosé is very much like a red combined with a white. Mm. Um, but it's lovely gear. <laughs> oh, wine writing. It's so easy, and isn't it? So, so easy. It's just, I mean... It really is uh, it is oppressively hot there during the day in the summer. Yeah, but, discovered oh my God, cycled in. surprisingly... Uh, Chilly in the evening, though, isn't it? Yeah, just a bit of a that that sort of wind coming off the med there, and uh, it affects the grapes and the vineyards yeah, and yeah. Uh, and then you've got the yield, 
the yields and the, um, the uh, you know the the, the the little roses at the end. Yeah, if the rose dies. Not good, guys. Anyway, um, <laughs> any other discerning drinks drink of the week? Yeah, well, it's not really a bargain, but it's mm-hmm. a heads up because I think this is going to be good. Now, the death of um, Patron Tequila Coffee. Mm. And a lot of people love that first person martinis. But Luxardo, who are the very, very, uh, the oldest independent family-owned liqueur company in Italy, and in Italy, um, and it's, I mean, it's a family-owned Italy lover liqueurs. Mm. They've got their, they've got wicked limoncellos and things like that. Some, in fact, their Sambuca is pretty good as well. But they have just launched an espresso liqueur um uh, Luxardo espresso liqueur which is going to come out in uh into the trade into the off trade i.e shops and supermarkets and that um probably in the next month or two so keep an eye out for that it's going to be about 26 28 pounds um for a 70 cl bottle have a little it, it will be if you like your espresso martinis and we haven't tasted this so um I'm, I'm, but i'd be um, astonished if lots of bring something out that isn't top notch, so mm. um, and it's uh, we're getting a bottle sent to us next week, so I'll um, yeah, I'll follow it up. And and her. I mean, if you do, if you are missing Patron though, um, Cascabel oh, is, is coffee uh, liqueur, yeah, 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 with tequila, and that's yeah. twenty four ninety five, I think, on Amazon. Is that right? Yeah, twenty four ninety five. good gear around. as well. So you can get that on. Amazon, anyway, have a look on there. It's around twenty five quid, I think. Yeah, um, but I mean, they, but but the coffee liqueur is just great with it. I mean, ice creams and makes you put mm, it in an old fashioned. And you can do mm, lots of stuff with it. So anyway, yeah. hopefully that will look good. The bottle looks absolutely lovely. Um, so there's something to look out for. So those yeah. are my ones. I haven't got any beers this week. Um, we'll come back with some beers because we just don't want to. We, we don't want to just cause a, a rush. No, you know, it's just no. it's disappointment. It's like tomatoes. We yeah. Are. We're causing all sorts of trouble in the in the supply chain at the moment yeah, by just yeah. just saying something. Yeah, I mean, you say uh, tomato, mm. the shops say tomato. No, mm. I mean, we should talk about where we're going to be doing our shows because if we have this much impact on retail beer sales, <laughs> I'm sure <laughs> tickets will just be will be inundated with ticket sales. Well, firstly, can we just say that? Thank you for everyone who came to the London show. Yeah, that good was brilliant. Show. Sell, good, sell out. Good it crowd. Was great. Great. Uh, really, really good fun audience. And there um, must have been some fans in there because <laughs> it was extraordinarily generous audience. Thank yeah. you very much. Apart from the Chortle review. I mean, they seemed to like it. It was a good review. It was a good it review. It was a good review. Uh, he gave us, what, three and a half out of five? He's yeah, given us four. It was all right. I mean, if he'd gave us four, we would have put Chortle all over the poster. Yeah. We won't now. So that's, no, the, end of, that's the end of yeah. that. <laughs> that's the way it works, guys. Yeah, right. If you want people to read your niche comedy magazine, come on, man. <laughs> Whack it up to four, you bellend. Anyway, um, we are in your hometown. How are you feeling about that, Tom? Yeah. Saturday, I'm, I'm a little nervous about taking all my clothes off in front of the people I do the school run with, as discussed on previous pods. It's it's one that I'm looking forward to getting out of the way, moving on to the north. Uh, uh, north Allerton, Alnwick. Oh, yes. Damn, I've not changed the date on the website. It's the third yeah. of the third, not the second. Well, that's why people aren't buying tickets. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you get there on a second, just just keep yourself busy. I tell you what's really, really, really important. If you are listening and you live anywhere near North Allerton, please buy tickets to that gig because actually, Anik Alnwick yeah. is doing quite well. 
But yeah. the problem is, if we have to, we, we can't just drive to one, really. It's a seven hour drive. So we're going to have to do both gigs. And it would be really nice if North Allerton was selling a bit better, just extra 100 oh, people. Oh, lovely. But then when you're doing Oldham. Yep, Oldham sold very uh, well. Oldham, yeah, which is sad. Um, That's closing that theatre. Closing yes. due to cuts in government funding. Oh, another, another, well done, Tory. Just a yeah. gift that wow, keeps on giving. Keep. I mean, tomatoes. <laughs> I think you know. It's funny. I saw a Spanish farmer being interviewed on the news, uh, talking about the, the the lack of tomatoes, and he was he was in a bath of tomatoes, chomping on tomatoes, saying, I just don't know where they're all going, guys. I'm sure we can get some to you soon, you twats. <laughs> That's what happened to leave. Uh, uh, um, yeah, Brighton, Bedford, um, Reading, Didcot, Strauss. Storming it. And then Corby. Look, we're on the home straight, guys and gals. Mm. Um, so can you just uh, get some ticks? Stop mucking about. What else are you going to do with your money? Look, there's no point holding on to it. You can't take it with you. So we're just not give it in to a us. recession. We're not in a recession. We're not in a recession. No. In fact, all economists are now suggesting things are turning around again. Yeah. They can only turn around properly quicker yeah. if you buy tickets to our show. Yeah. It's on you guys. We are we are oiling the uh, recovery show. So get on board. We are oiling each other up. <laughs> yeah. Nice. <laughs> all right. That's enough now. I've got. Yep. To go through, uh, to go to the loo. Like I love you, everyone. <laughs> I love you, Thomas. I love, I love everything too, and everyone. And mm. well done. And uh, let's do this again next week. Go and strain some pork. Okay. Bye. 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 Bye.